Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. As always, thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our Saturday with you. Uh, if you're listening live, we appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening on the archive, you know how to find us. But uh, tell your friends. They can get us on WSRadio.com and listen to the live stream. You can get us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other ones. And in addition to that, you can get us live on Twitter. And, Marsha, how's that done? I don't know. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> well, then put Kirk on, Kurt on, because he knows how to find us. Yeah. Well, we are on Twitter. I'm at Marsha Collier on Twitter. I want to say hi to a couple of our friends, Jim Katzman and Linda Sherman. Hey, Jim. And Jim is excited. He finally got a conflict-free Saturday afternoon, and that's good to have you with us. Well, And uh, so we broadcast on Periscope, live on Twitter, hashtag tech radio, and Kurt runs the uh, stream, and he he is the one who will chat with you on that. I can't really do that while we're doing the show. So even though it says me, it's Kurt answering you, and uh, he kind of knows it all. So there you go. Uh, yeah, thank you, Kurt, and thank you, Wade, for always uh, taking care of everything. Uh, how was your week, Marsha? I don't know. It went by way too fast. It's, time yeah. is just flying, and, and I'm trying to get to sleep earlier because it gets so dark. So what is this, 5 p.m.? Was it soon? To, I don't know. Yeah, early. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to use it to train myself not to be such a night owl. It's kind of working, kind of. So we'll see. Well, there you go. Yeah, I usually go to bed between, I would say, 9 and 10. Uh, during the week, I'm up fairly early. Well, that's because you um, have but, you know, to be at work right, at 4 a.m. The, the days and the weeks by. <laughs> yeah, not what quite that bad, go- but uh, okay. yeah, and you know, the, I, I mean, I well, the market, market opens at 6.30, so I'm up. Usually between six thirty and seven, sometimes like that. When I go, when I actually go into the office, which I haven't done in nine months, uh, I'd get up about ten to six. So, uh, but now I'm sleeping a little bit later because I can't because I got a staff there. Uh, but you know, I don't mind so much. Oddly enough, normally time flies and you go, oh god, it's going by so fast. I can't wait till we get to the vaccine, which we'll talk about later in the show. We'll talk about uh, that later. That yeah. was some good news this week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, otherwise, okay. So. We all, not we all, but many people use the Ring doorbell. Uh, it works great. Uh, I like it a lot. Marsha, you like it a lot. But there seems to be a little bit of a problem, right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting that I have, I spoke to someone who has a personal story about it, which I'll share with you. So Ring had to recall three, 350,000 doorbells. <laughs> I don't know how many they've actually sold, so I don't know if that's a big number or a small number. They've probably got millions of them out there. They don't give their numbers out. You know that. They're they're Amazon, really. And uh, 350,000 people have a smart doorbell that may catch fire or may not. You know, take your chances. Roll the dice. What the hey? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But there's 350,000 in the U.S., and 8,700 more in Canada. Now, it's the second generation ring doorbell. 
How do you know? I guess you could go back to your receipt and see if it says second generation ring doorbell. But they were $100 and they were sold on Ring's website and on Amazon between June and October of this year. So that's fairly yeah, recent. So fairly current ones. Yeah. Yeah. So the video doorbell belt, uh, battery can overheat when the incorrect screws are used for installation, posing fire and burn hazards. Great. Now, you know, and, and the first reaction you say, well, you know, they, they give you the screws in the pet. Well, I was just, that was my first reaction too. Are they theirs or that you're using your own or what? Uh, well, the point is they, they gave the wrong ones. I spoke oh, to someone who had one okay. of these second generation ring doorbells and the screws were not long enough to make it through the, you know, to make the mount through properly. So I'm sure a lot of people may have used their own right. because the ones they sent didn't work. And there's nothing about that part in the article. There's no admitting, ooh, we sent the wrong ones. Yeah, right. But speaking to somebody who right. was actually involved, that is the situation. So, yeah, that's, that's it. So, of course, the safety of their customers is the... Uh, right story um what mark you, you can't text me while i'm talking i can't talk. oh sorry um, well you can read it oh, you do, i just ignore you when you do that to me but i wait till i can okay. read it exactly but my for some reason i can't turn off the audio uh notifications for skype at the moment anyway so ah, check you have to check to see if well obviously you duh kind of know if you have a second generation duh you kind of know if you bought it between June and October of this year. But what you can do is you go to support.ring and search for ring video doorbell, second generation recall. You'll find all the information you need. All you have to do is put in your serial number and uh, the model number that's printed on the back of the device, and they'll do something. I'm not quite sure what. But they will do something. I assume since it's a safety issue, they're going to take it back and send you a new one. Yeah, exactly. And they did, in the same article, they did talk about the thing that you want is their $250 drone that flies around your house. I don't know. That yeah, probably hasn't so. come out yet. Uh, yeah. No, that is not uh, out yet. So that's uh, kind of why I didn't mess it, mention it. But, yeah, so you go yeah, to that page exactly. and you can check it out. So there you go. And stay safe because, right. to tell you the truth, yeah. nowhere in anything I'm reading about this issue is the fact that the screws that came with it didn't work. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, wonderful. nobody admitted to that, but I know for a fact by talking to someone who tried to install one that that was the case. So, Bummer. Now, is your ring doorbell hardwired? Because my, no. mine is no, just kind of plugged I, in. Right. Well, we already had a hardwired doorbell. So that's Right, so did we. Yeah. yeah, so we have that and yet some some people still knock at the frickin' door. <laughs> There's two doorbells. Yeah, I know. There's well, one on the side of the yeah. door and one on the sidewall at in the alcove as you come to the door. And they still knock on the door, which just blows me away. But yeah, yeah so exactly. and ours is I think they have a solar one or they're planning on a solar one. 
But that wouldn't help me at all because, as I said, the doorbell's in an alcove. So, Right. Interesting. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, it's interesting. You would think, you know, maybe I can understand a little bit that maybe if uh, people were uh, looking at the ring doorbell and didn't know what it was, but a normal doorbell? I mean, kind of everybody knows what a normal doorbell right? is, I think, right? right? <laughs> yeah, you, very you interesting stuff. But there's that. So if you okay. have a Generation 2, go to the Ring uh, website and support, and they will do something. <laughs> Obviously okay. take it back and hopefully send you a new one or a credit towards a new one. Right, exactly. Um, now, you came okay, across so, these people who yeah. stole Facebook passwords and then forgot you know, to use uh, a password? Yeah, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm getting tired of these stories on a weekly basis of who ripped us off this week. You know, who hacked into my system? Who did this? Who did that? So apparently a crime operation uh, appears to have tricked hundreds of thousands of Facebook users into handing over their account passwords. Uh, they exposed their own information. Uh, now, how did they trick? By making it. They, they, they well, phishing or well, first of all, do? well, all right. So first of all, they forgot to lock down a cloud database storage, uh, which allowed people to see what they were doing. So uh, they didn't lock up, you know, they stole the passwords and they didn't lock them up. That meant that anyone with a web browser could view that information, including details on how they carried out the operations. Apparently, it came from Israeli uh, security researchers who uh, have done. We, we met. It's funny, Marcia. Through these, we met a lot of um, Israeli security people. So that must be a real big thing in Israel because uh, we've met a couple of uh, years ago. We had a some well, kind of device really, is, Israel is definitely one of the tech hubs for the world. I mean, they've been developing stuff. Aside from the fact they've been giving their seniors in homes marijuana for over a decade, so. Well, there you go. That shows you how up to date they are. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So anyway, to to steal the passwords, these scammers used websites that posed as legitimate services, which offered to show Facebook users who had used, you know, who wanted to view their Facebook profiles. The website sent them to a fake Facebook login page. Uh, The victims entered their account passwords, according to the uh, researchers, and it appeared that the hundreds of thousands of users have fallen for this trick. Well, let me just uh, tell you, I had a similar thing happen to me on Facebook. I got a Facebook message, and it said it was from Facebook security or something like that, that my Facebook page was in danger of being deleted from the site because I'd violated some policy, right. and I thought to myself, really? I don't violate any yeah, policies. I'm, no, I'm, exactly. You know, I'm Holly Golightly here. Come on. So yeah, when exactly. I clicked it, which I shouldn't have done, okay, never do that, but I wanted to see the yeah. code. So I had put it on right. a VPN before I clicked it, and it mm-hmm. went to a login page for Facebook. Now you can see... How people would, you know, turn that in right there if they click it and, oh, my God, I got to save my page. So I saw it. It happened. So it's all around Facebook. Do not, do not, do not re-log in. If you're asked for a login in the middle of a Facebook session, just close the window altogether. Right. And reopen and open a new one. 
Yeah, we've said this so so many times that when you get an email or, you know, you, uh, for example, uh, Leslie, my wife, yesterday gets a phone call saying that someone, that they were calling me because there was an Amazon purchase and please click, you know, number one to talk to a Amazon representative, which I'm sure would have said, well, we need your password and we need your account information, so please give us that. It was phony. Well, Amazon doesn't right. call you. Right. I just, just so you know, uh, so I got that same call too. And I tweeted okay. to Amazon about it. And, you know, we take this very seriously. Burp, burp, burp. And uh, they gave well, me a yeah. link to turn it in. Well, it's one thing if you get an email, but if you get a phone call, they give you a link to the FTC for you to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really? I, yeah, right. I'm going to the FTC. I'm going to report it. You, it's your website. Can't you be in charge of that? Because I think I'm doing a good deed by oh, just yeah. telling you there's a scammer out there trying to steal your customers' but you know privacy. It's ridiculous. So just you know, if you get an email with a link that says you know your account has been, don't ever go to it. Just you know, if it's Facebook, if it's Amazon, whatever it is, go directly to Amazon. Yes, and, and do not Amazon or whatever. And those phone is. calls, like uh, Mark's wife and I got, just hang up. If there's a problem yeah. with the financial, because this guy said the financial something of my Amazon account. Uh, if you right. go to Amazon, they're going to tell you. Amazon is going to connect course. with you. Believe me. Just so stay safe. Yep. You, yep. Use your app or go directly to Amazon.com or what, you know, whatever the actual company is that they're uh, doing. So that's pretty bad stuff. Um, okay. So apparently there's a weather delay, which moves the SpaceX uh, astronaut launch to the Sunday. So what's the story with that? Well, okay, more important, um, somebody who's listening to the show, I wish you'd check on Elon Musk, because if you remember, he had taken two, uh, four actually, COVID tests. Right. Two came out positive, two yeah, came out negative. And then he took the long, you know, the long test, the real test. Right. right. And should it turn out that Elon has COVID? Jim Bridenstine says, mm-mm, uh, Elon would have to self-isolate and SpaceX would need to do contact tracing to determine right. who may have been exposed if Musk has the virus. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't know, somebody who's listening, check out Twitter and let me know, does Elon have it? Does he not? He said something well, about having sniffles and a light fever the other day, but I haven't checked his account. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's frightening because you want to rely on these tests. So if you get a negative test, you go, yay, okay, and you start hanging out with your family and your friends, and it turns out it's not, you know, the correct result, that's scary stuff. So, yep. you know, hopefully that, I, I don't know what the story, maybe Elon didn't buy the more expensive tests, I don't know. Yeah, but, right, uh, like Elon doesn't yeah. have a law of, law of uh, a group of scientists. Now, he's, tweet, he's tweeting right now. Every two minutes. I think he's, yeah. uh, I don't know. He says it's coming, the launch will happen soon. So I'm okay. going to assume that he doesn't have, or hasn't gotten his results yet. He says, would be great to hear from people who know a lot about PCR testing industry. What's the approximate false positive rate, all things considered? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I we're still waiting. <laughs> I mean, the, the the stories I've read, but I don't know that they're true, is that these things are 99% accurate. 
you know, the rapid yep. tests and things like that. But who knows? Yeah, that's a little frightening. Great, huh? Uh, yeah. So, okay, but so anyway, what is, this launch is going to be awesome. It's the first time we're going to send men, m- man, there's a woman involved, um, into space that are not up in the shuttle. This is going right. to be a very big deal. And one thing, Jim Bridenstine, who I adore, I think he's the best spokesperson NASA has ever had, has resigned because he felt it would be better for the new president to have somebody he was aligned with. So I'm sorry to see Jim go because I think he's done an amazing job at getting the word out on NASA and facing all the interviews. He's really amazing. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Okay, what the hell is a virgin hyperloop? Well, I know that we all thought that uh, Elon had the had the everything with his digging the hole in the ground in Las Vegas and L.A. Right. And he, okay, well, this is different. This is Richard Branson's version, and it's a hell of a lot look at better looking. I'll tell you than Elon's. It's hole cool. In the ground. It looks like something right? at Disneyland. Right, looks like something at Disneyland, and they had a big deal about it because. They had two of the executives in a test move them 500 meters at a top speed of 100 miles an hour. Whoopee. Uh, yeah. First of all, that's not very long. But anyway, they're lauding it as the best deal ever and the latest technology and so cool. But I have to tell you, it is magnetic levitation. In other words, the car is pulled along by magnets... Okay. I know this because I was in Shanghai, China, and there's a train called the Maglev. <laughs> Funny, yeah, that's get a little it, faster. Maglev, 268 miles an hour, and they have had this for what close to 18 years now. This right. is not new technology. France also had an electric TVG system, TGV system, and that's been in commercial operation for. 40 years, and that train hit 357 miles per hour in a test. So basically, I think what Richard Branson is doing, and this has been done many, many times in tech, he's improving on an existing tech because it does go through a tube, and there must be some air things, little sucking back and forth with air, but to make the ride smoother, but whatever He's repackaging it, making it look like new technology. And I think it's an excellent project. Supposedly, when it's done, it'll go 600 miles an hour. That's fast. Um, Yeah, but I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) Well, the the first question is, I'm assuming that all these, you know, Elon and, and now Branson, are testing in Vegas for testing purposes. But why do you need a high speed thing in Vegas? I mean, well, because the entire track is going to be from Los Angeles to Vegas. Okay, so, so ultimately that when that we makes go to sense. CES, we're going to right. ride it. Yeah, that is the yeah, plan. Yeah, you're going to ride it. I'm not getting in some tube for 450 <laughs> miles. Yeah, good luck. I'll see you there if I ever well, get on Well, I went on the Maglev and I didn't die in Shanghai. So it's an interesting experience and it's damn fast. So there's that. Well, it's, 
I mean, it's funny. They pointed out in this article that uh, apparently a steam locomotive hit 126 miles an hour in England 82 years ago. So 82 years ago was faster than what this thing is actually doing. So Um, as I use it, uh, this is a pretty craptastic (laughs) innovation. (laughs) But let's – I think it's great and I think it's needed and just call it what it is. I think if you told everybody it was a proven technology, more people would want to ride it. Rather yeah, than something so. hyperlope, right? Maybe so. People yeah. have been doing this for 20 years, folks. It, it's a good yeah, thing. exactly. So now, right. I want you yeah. to talk. I know you ordered Ring's mailbox sensor, and I want you I to did. talk about it. But I want to well, ask you, did you get the two-part version or the one-part version? All right, so here's the problem. I don't know if this is Mark's problem or this was Amazon's, <laughs> and I tend to think it was Amazon's problem. Because I, when I ordered this thing, I read it, mm-hmm. and it said if you want to attach your lighting to this, then you need this thing called a bridge. Okay? Right. So, okay, well, I, I'm not looking to connect lighting to this. I just want the mailbox sensor. Right. So I got that's it yesterday as promised. Right. Yeah. Okay? Got it yesterday as promised. Opened the box, and there's a plug, and I'm looking, and I'm going, where the hell does this plug into? What, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what does it plug into? And then I Well, you don't have a the, plug in your mailbox. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's weird. It's just it's got a, a plug. And by the way, the instructions are horrible. So it says, you know, scan Q. There's a QR code. Scan it, and you get your information. So I scan it, and it says, you might have plugged in the wrong. You might be scanning the wrong device. And I went, <laughs> what? And then I call Ring, who, by the way, has 24-7 uh, tech support which nice. is great that's good right yeah. and the woman says oh well you you need the bridge to make this work and what? i said what? what what do you mean i need the bridge to make it work well yeah it's a lighting product i said what how is my doorbell sensor a lighting product well it just falls into that classification so guess what i had to reorder or not reorder order the bridge which was coming to me on monday yeah so I can't tell you yet how it works. Now, I wait a minute. What if you him? don't have ring smart lighting? All I have is a freaking doorbell. Uh, you have to have the bridge. You have to have this $20 bridge to connect your ring doorbell to the bridge and then to the mailbox sensor. So what's Which, the frankly, point of send, selling just the, the door? Yeah, damned the, the if I know. I, I mean, I guess if you already had the bridge... Because if you were already using and you have multiple mailboxes, what? <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I was very disappointed. And the ring person was very nice, and she said, "Oh yeah, I guess we maybe we called it the wrong thing, you know, a light." And I thought this is crap. So instead of spending <laughs> the, the, the twenty dollars or whatever it cost me to buy the the doorbell or thirty nine, I think it was. Now I got to spend another twenty bucks, which I did. I went on Amazon and I ordered because I do want this thing, and I'll let you guys know on Monday whether it works or not. But that was ridiculous, and but, so no test results yet because I can't plug it into anything. I'm assuming the little plug. Well, that comes I was. I knew device. you were going to jump on it right away. Yeah, and I, I sent you the ordering link. I think t- last night, but um, I was going to wait and let you do it first. Well, thanks. Well, good thing you did, because I ordered this like a month ago and, and paid for it, I think, if I remember right, about a month ago. 
And, uh, and Jeff yeah, and really got, appreciates the interest. Oh, I'm sure he needs my extra 50 bucks. So uh, right. that was very disappointing. I was very excited to get it set up because years ago I put one in my mailbox and it actually worked really well till it stopped. You know, then it stopped working. And, you know, right. somebody opened the door, the thing, and it rang in the house. And Believe it or not, bell. folks, we used to have these things way long before IoT. Way long oh, yeah. before. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Weren't that, they weren't connected to anything uh, other than the bell. There was some kind of bell in the house. And yeah, when right. the doorbell, you know, when the thing rang, it worked. Some but sort of magic happened and it worked. Now, before yeah, we run it, out of time, tell me about iPhones. Uh, okay, so I got my new iPhone. I have to tell you, they have a they do a phenomenal job of fulfilling their promises. The phone came as uh, they said it would yesterday morning. A um, couple of initial comments about it. It's a beautiful phone. Yeah, I got a blue one. The chrome casing around it, just from an aesthetic point of view, looks fantastic. Uh, it's fast. The camera is really good for the limited amount that I've been able to use it yet. Uh, you know, the I, I got the Pro Max, which has got the best camera, the three-lens camera on it. And the pictures are apparently much better in low light, which I've been experimenting a little bit with, and they seem to be working great. The speed is great. The size, honestly, it's a 6.7-inch versus the 6.5 that I had. Don't see much of a difference. Uh, so I can't really tell that, oh, my God, this thing is much bigger um, but so far, so good. It's a beautiful phone. It works well. The only problem I had with it is that I couldn't connect with Verizon's network. It took me about an hour with the tech people on the phone from Verizon. And the Verizon oh, well, they have that new fancy network, right? You know the FTC well, you, yeah, is getting yeah, on the phone companies. Phone. Yeah, they're getting yeah. on the providers because it really isn't uh, no, as great as they're talking about. Well, the, so. the Verizon person made a quick comment to me saying, oh, we've had a lot of problems connecting this, the new phone, the new 12, with our network. So <laughs> they did it. Eventually it happened. You know, it took about an hour. Um, but it's nice. I like the phone a lot. I'll, t you know, I'll talk about it more as time goes on. Uh, but it's a I will tell you, like I say, it's a beautiful-looking phone. I really like it a lot, and so far, so good. Everything's working. Oh, and by the way, the, the great part, and you probably have this on Android as well, when you put your phone next to your old phone, it automatically does the download. So it upgrades your old phone to your new phone in a very quick period of time. And then, thank God, because I have this fast Internet connection now, what used to take me 24 hours to re-download all my apps took about maybe 45 minutes. So all of that went very smoothly. And does Android have a put your old phone next to your new phone and it'll download for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that worked well. Anyway, you know, we'll be back it's all really at this point a matter of which phone you like best because they all exactly. do the same things. There you go. All right. Bye okay. So we're going to be, we'll be we're going to be back real soon. If you're on Twitter, please check out segment number two. We'll be coming up. And if you're in our archives. Listen to segment two, because it's time for a break. Thanks so yeah, much. See you soon. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.